Street Politics and Podcast. Street Politics and Podcast. Hey, Clay. Call up, Trey. I don't know who the fuck the nigga think he is. I went to school with him. This name, bro. You already know I'm fucking with that street politics and podcast all day. Motherfuckers get mixed to the mixed trade drugs in this bitch, and I keep smoking. Bitch, niggas be choking. Motherfuckers know I be holding shit, then I make a whole motherfucker body potent. Get a baby called that nigga Jello. I ain't calling himself Trey. Trey Craig, some shit. Whatever it is, I know that nigga straight street politics and podcast. I'm getting so cold. I ain't went this hard since I was 18. Street Politics Podcast. Stay locked. Let's get it. When you wake up before you brush your teeth, you grab your strap, nigga. All the time you get down on your knees, you don't crap, nigga. Fire what you heard, God blessing all the trap, nigga. God blessing all the trap, nigga. When you wake up before you brush your teeth, you grab your strap, nigga. All the time you get down on your knees, you don't crap, nigga. Fire what you heard, God blessing all the trap, nigga. God blessing all the trap, nigga. Wait a thousand eight bells on the square. Got a lowercase T across my chest You crack house doing numbers, then you bless You move your mama to a crib from the Jets It's so much younger, all the push on my breath Ran five times a day to catch a plug A few bean pies cashed in the truck Shoot dice out there and sell dust You loaded on the talk shit, you gon' bust Call yourself a million times, you don't give a fuck Sold over a million dimes, hanging in the cut when you wake up before you brush your teeth, you grab your scrap, nigga. All the time you get down on your knees, you don't crap, nigga. Oh, what you heard, God blessing all the trap, nigga. God blessing all the trap, nigga. When you wake up before you brush your teeth, I ain't playing with these niggas. I ain't playing with, I ain't playing with these niggas. Hey look, look, hey look, if you wanna come hey, if you wanted to come politic, you could have came in politic. Hey, that's all good, big homie. They said he could have just came in politic, you know that what real niggas do. I ain't no people. Jealous ass bitch. Like, huh? Jealous ass bitch. Now, what the fuck 
Let's give it a bean, let's give it a buck If I had a dick, I need to be sucked All of my ops is running they jibs Stomach too big, I need to be tucked All of that crime be keeping me up When bodies around, they see me in duck When I make a post, I'm leaving it up They came from the hood, but they leaving the trunk, bitch Street Politic and Podcast Can I get that Remy? Can I get that Coke? Can I get that Henny? Can I get that Margarita on the rock, rock, rock? Can I get salt all around that rum, 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 rum tray? I was like, yo, Trey, do you think you could buy me a bottle of rose? Okay, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Politic and Going to the top, up. so I mean to start off on the bottom. bottom. Niggas gon' hate, gon hate. so I'll keep the tunes like MacGyver. MacGyver. Going for the win, for the win. fuck second place, I want the title. Uh. You say you making moves, Move. how you making moves, you an idol. <clears throat> High off life, I'ma need a designated driver. Yep. Addict to the grind, uh. I'ma need a motherfucking sponsor. Mama was a beast. Grew when the motherfucking father Fuck Didn't mean shit Constipated went a little harder It turned me to a dog I need a motherfucking collar Get to the gold, no soccer Fourth and gold, fucking run an option Shitting on niggas like a toddler Nappy head looking like a roster Corona 4, I think I need a doctor 24 ground like a mamba Swish. Fuck chill I'm going for the motherfucking win I'm on 10, going for the motherfucking win No pen, going for the motherfucking win O'Neal, dunking on niggas for the win Going to the top, nigga float Work for yourself, stay woke Living out of car, I was broke Then I said I wanna pull a kick though Looking at me laughing, I'm a joke bro <laughs> Until I start cashing them checks, ho The niggas start acting real cutthroat Bar so hot, I incinerate Stay irrelevant. What? I'm giving no fucks that celibate. <laughs> Fly nigga, catch me in the cockpit. Never play your main for your side, bitch. Fuck though. Teacher game should have been a profit. Fuck trapping, you can get about this. Mm. It's other ways to get up out the projects. Mm. You know you're wrong, eating up your conscience. Think about it. Fuck chill. I'm going for the motherfucking win. I'm on 10. Going for the motherfucking win. No pen. Going for the motherfucking win. O'Neal. Dunkin' on niggas for the win Fuck chill I'm going for the motherfucking win I'm on 10 Going for the motherfucking win No pen Going for the motherfucking win O'Neal Dunkin' on niggas for the win Street Politic and Podcast Makes people uncomfortable When you see a, a confident black man Sitting up here talking his talk, walking his walk Coaching 75% African-Americans in the locker room, that's kind of threatening. Oh, they don't like that. But guess what? We're going to consistently do what we do. Because I'm here and ain't going nowhere. And I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. I'm about to get comfortable in a minute. Because guess, guess what? Look at me. What about me would make you think that I care about your opinion of me? Your opinion of me is not the opinion that I have of myself. You ain't make me. So you can break break Give me my theme music. Hey, 
Yo, what the fuck is the word? It's your man, Trey Cray, right here with Street Politics and Podcast. Coming at you with another episode. Episode motherfucking eight. What's the word, world? How y'all been, man? See y'all doing stupid numbers on episode seven, man. It's definitely not taken for granted. Most definitely appreciate it. And as y'all know, for those who are following the social medias, I got a shout out, man. So, you know, I try to promote the podcast and give y'all the idea that it's coming before it actually comes. And I've used TikTok as my main station of creation. Coming up, you know, with the little videos and pictures and... I'm still learning how to work the shit all the way through, but I think I'm doing a pretty good job. You know, I'm not even reaching out to the kids for how you do this, how you do that, you know? Figuring it out on my own. On some big boy shit. <laughs> but I went ahead, I uploaded uh, the episode seven. Well, ep- actually, you know, I uploaded like a promo for episode eight. Um... Uh, Using Bounty Tank's song to win. For those of you who don't know who Bounty Tank is, he is a Bell's Bondsman officer out of Cleveland, Ohio. You know, he does his work out there in Akron and he has a YouTube page where I watch every single episode of this dude. Like, it's entertaining as hell. It's funny to see these people come up with their little tactics. Of how, you know how they're going to try to get out of their bill, paying their bond back for their bill. But, you know, it's very entertaining, to say the least, on some dog the bounty hunter shit. But it's a black man with a black team, you know, doing his thing. Well, you know, he's, he got to the point where he figured, like, why would I pay somebody to do my theme song when shit? I feel like I got flow. I know how I want my shit to go. I'm going to do it myself. Same way I was telling y'all on the live I did, man, about, you know, me learning how to edit and do my own video. I'm not going to pay somebody to do some shit that I want the way I want it. I figured this shit out on my own. You feel me? That's exactly what I've done, and that's exactly what he did. But he didn't just go for his theme song. You know, he started dropping some shit. And... During watching one of them episodes, man, I heard that song, The Wind, and I'm like, yo, this is like, this is the fuck I'm talking about. Like, this is definitely it. This is that one. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I got some other cuts I like, but that's the one where it was like, yeah, that, that I feel like he, I feel like that's me. You feel what I'm saying? No stopping until you get that motherfucking W. Like, that's how I feel. Grind mode on motherfucking God mode. You feel me? So, I reached out to him. I definitely wanted to, you know, get his blessings to use it, but he didn't reach back in time. And uh-uh, I told y'all, bro, I'm not doing y'all like I did before. I'm not going to drop an episode, make a motherfucker wait two months. I'm not that good at this shit yet. My name is not yet known for me to be doing, you know, taking little quick hiaces and shit. So, uh-uh, I'm coming with it. So hopefully by the time this episode gets released, which is going to be today, um, I get a, a response back. I don't want to step on nobody's toes. I don't want no copyright infringements, none of that shit. So, you know, I definitely wanted this blessing, and hopefully he does. He did like the real with the song on it. So, who knows? 
feel me? <laughs> I don't want no smoke. I know how you feel about fucking with the church's money. I ain't trying to fuck with the church's money. Anyway, man, y'all keep it locked right here. Street Politics Podcast. We'll be right back. Podcast. Once again, it's your man Trey Cray, Mr. Philip Walkie and motherfucking self. What's the word? Yeah, man, gotta give a shout out to them boys out in Colorado. Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffs went out to TCU out there in Fort Worth, Texas, and took care of business. Man, the boys Shador Sanders connected on 38 of 47 for 510, four fucking touchdowns, zero interceptions. His son led the team with 10 tackles. Silo a fucking beast, man. And he wear that primetime number 21. But the star of the fucking show. Gots to give the biggest shout out, man, to the boy, Travis Hunter. He is him. You feel me? He is him. Not only does the boy play both sides of the ball, defense and offense, the man had 117 receiving yards, nine catches. The man had an interception. The man had a score. He playing both sides of the ball. The man played 149 snaps, bro, in the game. That's fucking ridiculous. The nigga stamina is on God mode, bro. 149 snaps in a fucking Division One college game, bro. Like his energy is unheard of. It's definitely completely rare. Because it has everybody in all, man. Former NFL players, former college players, analysts. Like, everybody's like, what the fuck? Like, dude just came up out of nowhere and he's killing shit already. First game of the season. We didn't even touch see the, the second game yet. They played Nebraska. This is their um, home opener. So I know they finna go crazy out there in Boulder. But yeah, man, like first game of the season, they already talking Heisman. You got they already talking two potential Heismans, front runners on the buffs, which which is Sador and Travis Hunter. Like ridiculous game, bro. These boys, you could tell these boys been playing with each other a long time. Shout out to the boy Dion, man. He talked that talk and he walks that walk. That's why I had to put him in the intro today, man. Like. He goes the fuck off, bro. I love watching Deion. Shout out to Deion Sanders Jr., Well Off Media, keeping us up to date on everything Colorado and Prime. So, you know, it feels like I've been watching these boys, like how you watch Hard Knocks about your team going into the season. It feel like I've been watching these dudes all summer long, and now the season's here. You know, they definitely are on my list of college teams that I root for. The other, you know, previous years, it was just Penn State and Wisconsin. Now it's Penn State, Wisconsin, and Colorado. So that would have not been possible without Deion Sanders Jr. and Well Off Media introducing us to the other side of prime and, you know, behind the scenes of how he handles his business and go about it. So 
So big shout outs to y'all. And we'll be back right here, Street Politics Podcast. Local, family owned, and the best value in town. These qualities have set Colders apart since 1942 with no plans on changing anytime soon. It's what's helped us make so many dreams come true, one room at a time. Whether it's reimagining your entire home or just bringing new life to a single space, Colders is ready to provide the value you deserve with incredible promotions and financing options. You'll find exactly what you're looking for to create that warm, cozy feel that will enrich every moment. Stop into any of Colders' four locations for huge savings on everything you need to feel at home. People, yeah, we back, man. Street Politics Podcast is yours truly, Trey Cray, aka Mr. Phil Milwaukee. Gotta give a big, huge, huge, huge congratulations to Krishan Rock for giving birth to a beautiful young baby boy. Gotta give an even bigger fuck you out to motherfucking Blueface for missing out on that shit. And we all know, you know, Krishan admitted that she did not invite Blueface to come and be around her while she gave birth to her child. She didn't want that unwanted stress, which I don't blame her for. But at the same time, Blueface put himself in a position to where that woman did not want him to be there for the birth of their son. His actions, his condescending, his motherfucking disrespect is at an all-time high. His harassment and embarrassing her, humiliating her in the public eye is just completely on a whole new disrespectful level. I don't blame her for not dealing with that dickhead. I mean, at the end of the day, like I've told y'all before, I like Blueface on the strength of his entertainment factor. You know, he does have that I don't give a fuck attitude, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, and he's a, he's a West Coast nigga, so it's entertaining. Do I, uh, do I really commend the shit that he does to this woman or any woman of that factor? Absolutely not. I don't even like how to, you know he talks about his current woman, which is his baby mama Jada, and it's always my bitch, my bitch, my bitch. Like he's serious, you know, and you know what that is? That's socialization. That man was taught that it's nothing wrong with calling a female a bitch and addressing a female as a bitch and. Telling a female, you know, you're mine, I do what the fuck I want, but you do what the fuck I say. That's all taught behavior, man. He's learned behavior. He got showed that shit and nobody checked him about that shit, you know, and he, you grew up with some bullshit ass teachers for so long, you believe that's law. You feel me? So we can point the finger all we want to, but that's a man at the end of the day. That man knows right from wrong like everybody else does. So I don't, I'm not giving him no excuses. He wouldn't want nobody talking to his mama or his sister like that. But at the end of the day, he talks to his mama like that. So who's the fuck to say what, you know? But that's not my business, man. I'm just here to go ahead and tell these people folk. Let me just tell these folks business and, and, and leave it at that. I don't give a fuck either way. You know, I wish Krishan and that baby the best. I hope she makes the right decisions. I hope her looking in that child's eyes brings out the best possible woman she could be. There's plenty of videos floating around of what Krishan looked like and her whole ambition was different back in the day. She met this dickhead and he just completely corrupted her. At the end of the day, regardless, it's her fault for allowing herself to be corrupted. It's his fault for being manipulative. So 
I mean, it's enough blame to go around, but a child is involved now. So hopefully the right decisions and the right mind frame comes out of it. Prayers up to you, Rock, man. Do your thing. Beautiful baby boy, Krishan, Krishan Jr. It's a good name. You know, it actually fits. I wish y'all nothing but the best and, and healthy, long-living, beautiful relationship together. You and your son. Kick that nigga. Yo, leave Blue the fuck alone, bro. Keep it locked right here. Street Politics Podcast. We'll be back. So it's real simple, man. On some street nigga shit. All my motherfucking hood niggas, deep boys, you know what the fuck. This is really for y'all. You got youngin' out on the block, right? Youngin' really ain't about this life, but he definitely interested. There's a lot of things and qualities youngin' got that could be real, real, real useful. You know what I mean, he's not really a square, but he is square. Like on the street shit, he is square. With that money in his mind, he's a master. Like, do you really groom him or do you really push him towards sticking into that school shit? Like, you can really see the money though. You can see the money you can make off of him. But you also see the smarts that he possesses. So, in that situation. Sending this nigga to school, man. You really pushing him to do his thing academically, or are you gonna really take advantage for your own greed and own selfish purposes and make sure that your pockets inflate like a motherfucker because of it? That's today's question, man. You got an answer? Hit me up at, on the Facebook page, Street Politics Podcast, on Twitter, Trey Cray 414, IG, Street Politics Podcast. I'm accepting the answers there. Feel free to hit me. Saw gas, no brakes, man. Pop your motherfucking shit, hood. Yo, man, I definitely am proud as fuck to do this stepping on shit segment for real. I gotta give a biggest shout out to my little cousin, man. 18 years old, motherfucking business owner, definitely trying to do her fucking big one. Big ups to motherfucking Daydriana. Yo, for real, cuz, I am so fucking proud of you, man. Literally just went to your graduation earlier this year. 
And look at you before the fucking year is even out, baby. You already got your own shit popping. That's the fuck I'm talking about. Major fucking moves only. But she is looking for people who are trying to rent out a booth. So, if you know for sure you got them motherfucking hands, you got them skills, hit her up. She's looking for braiders, hairstylists, makeup artists, and nail techs. $120 a weekly uh, with $140 with packages. Now, the packages do include Wi-Fi, hookah, snacks, and drinks. But it's Day Day's Beauty Bar, and those booth rentals are available. So, on Facebook, you can find her at Daydriana Williams. Or you can call 414-202-0835 and inquire about a position. Yo, she's brand, she's just now opening this good thing, bro. You already know this is Milwaukee is going to draw in those people. Fuck with her, bro. She's definitely going to hook you up and get you going. Build your clientele and definitely make this your hair home. You feel me? Oh, side note. This ain't got nothing to do with her, but that is family. Leave all your bullshit and drama outside, man. Don't bring that shit there, please. Please. Let's stay professional, people, right? So, again, gotta give a big shout-out to Dejiana Williams, man, for definitely doing her fucking big one, cuz. I'm talking about I'm smiling from ear to ear. I'm so proud of you. Love you, and remember to always step on your motherfucking shit. No matter what, pop your motherfucking shit, hood! You can put some nigga moaning like he having phone sex. Bad bitch coming trying to fuck. I ain't home yet. Anybody got smoke? Yeah, you know we on that. Damn, in my bag with some bands on my wrist. Do the dash in a jag with a bag. Yellow bitch in my pants. Yeah, they sad. Full of cash with a stick. That your man's or he mad? Fuck that, bet I trip. Hey, only time they can say that I switched when I switched out the switch on the glitch. Pocket full of money, nigga looking like a lick. We ain't never beefing or cooking by the bitch. Big dog, nigga, and I'm stepping on shit. Nigga, you ain't real if you ain't rapping your clip. Big drip, pussy ball, I'm killing your feet. Trying to get a bag, I ain't worried about a bitch. I was in the trap when that bitch got hit. I was, I was 15 big straps, he lit. Now I'm in my bag with some bands on my wrist. Ain't worried about a nigga. Street politics and podcast. Alright y'all man, we back with another edition of Trey Storytime. And I'ma take y'all back, man, to the block. You feel me? I'ma take y'all back to the first time Trey really learned how to drive. And yes, this story does include my big brother Rob. Because I have to give credit where credit's due. And I've told this man a thousand times, but I guess he'll feel more liberated if I tell the world. Rob taught me how to drive. Let's go ahead and get that shit the fuck out of there. But he didn't teach me the traditional way. I taught myself. I taught myself sitting in the passenger side and watching his actions and when he did what he did, why he did what he did. And I didn't really ask questions. I just sat and studied this man. And we was on the block. At this time, my big brother was doing his thing out there. You know what I mean? He was hustling. He was definitely moving some shit. And like I told y'all in the last story time, my grandma was very strict with me, man. And I had to be in the fucking crib when those street lights was on. 
she ain't getting no fuck. And truth being told, she let me get away with a lot of shit only if I was with Rob. <laughs> Let's just keep it a bean, bro. If I was with Rob, I got to do a lot more shit than I got to do when it was just myself with me and my little cousin. But with Rob, I guess, you know, she extended her hand in terms of trust. And <laughs> I thank her for that because I got a lot of my experiences fucking with Big Bro. But back to the story. Bro out here this night, man. He moving this shit. He just got a fresh ass pack. Fresh ass pack. I'm talking about a fresh pack. You don't know what a pack is? Ask somebody who the fuck do. I ain't speaking that shit over here. But them street lights was coming on, so I'm looking at bro like, hey, you know how granny is, bro. We gotta bust a move, bro. We got we gonna have to leave, bro. You're gonna have to drop me off or something. And at this time, man, the block used to juke so hard, bro. You'd be a fool to step the fuck off that block and miss your blessing because that shit was like clockwork, bro. I'm talking about if the Carter was a block, that motherfucker was juking. And Rob may want to miss that shit, and I don't blame him. And I watched him all day, bro, and that man trusted me and said, huh, take the key. I put, put it this motherfucker all the way down Green Bay Avenue towards Cap. And I learned how to drive just in that spell. That was the first time I got behind the wheel and put my hand on the steering wheel, my feet to the pedal and brake, bro. And I drove home. Went to school the next day. And I motherfucking skipped. I couldn't wait to leave that motherfucker so I can drive. Rob the right line, that motherfucking green dodge and trepid. That green dodge and trepid was our shit, bro. But just as I learned to drive, and that was my first experience, it also was my first time ever in my motherfucking life being in a car crash. But that's on part two of Trey's story time, and I'm going to get to it. When we get back, you already know, keep it locked right here. Street Politic and Podcast. Pop your motherfucking shit, hood. Let's do it. Street Politic and Podcast. And now, your favorite segment, Celebrity So, we got to give a big, big, big prayer circle love for the incident that happened in Memphis. As you may know or not know, a little baby concert in Memphis has been cut short after a shoot took place, leaving a man in critical conditions. Now, authorities say the officers responded to the shooting at the FedEx Forum around 10.30 p.m., and a male shooting victim was located and transported to Regional One Health. No additional injuries have been reported at this time, but this is still a developing story. Man, it's fucked up, man. You can't even go out and have fun nowadays, man. Just going to the motherfucking concert, bro, and that shit getting shut down because of somebody bringing their personal fucking agenda to a spot where you just trying to enjoy yourself and have fun, man. 
I don't give a damn the reason. It don't matter, man. It's just, it's fucked up and it's very unfortunate, man. So, prayers goes out to that man's family, man. Um, I seen on another site that's supposedly Young Dolph's cousin. And all this took place like in the VIP area. So, that's kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? But, prayer goes up to them. And anybody else who was hurt, you know, due to the melee that happened, man. Now, moving on. Rihanna and ASAP have revealed their second son's name. Now, the name of Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's second son has been reportedly revealed. According to The Blast, the infant's name follows suit of his brother, Rizzo, and begins with an R. Additionally, the baby boy's name is speculated to pay tribute to one of his father's hit songs. Now, according to the baby boy's birth certificate, reportedly obtained by the outlet, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, son's name is Riot Ropes. Yeah, I said it. Riot Ropes. And I can't even lie, that's kind of unique, man. It's definitely something we have never heard before. I've never heard of a kid named Riot, so that alone, you know, it's definitely going to add some interest to him, and hopefully he doesn't grow up living out the name and being a Riot out here and really going crazy. And last on Celebrity News, as you guys probably seen on Instagram, Little Reeks is strolling through the hood, man, in Chicago, bro. He claims one of the people with him did it. It was not him. But a homeless dude would sleep on the street, bro. And they poured water on this man, like, all disrespectfully, bro. And he got blasted. They ate his ass up on X, a.k.a. old Twitter. They ate his ass up. So, I guess in response to all the backlash he received for actually doing that homeless man like that, and, or as he said, just laughing and not, you know, getting on his people's ass for that. He gives back to a few homeless people in Chicago. The video comes after he issued an apology for the recording of a viral video that shows someone pouring water on a homeless person. Like, that shit is so disrespectful, man. But I'm glad he tried to right his wrong. Big up the little Reese doing his thing back in Chicago, bro. But yeah, bro, that's 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 grimy, bro. And whoever one of your guys, if that was one of your guys that did that, bro, you need to check the shit out of them, because that shit is shiesty. You don't do nobody like that, bro. But anyway, that's celebrity news. You already know. Keep it locked right here at Street Politic and Podcast. Come back, earning your degree online. You've got the drive, the determination. <laughs> And nothing can stop you, not even a little mummy. Purdue's online university for working adults. Apply now at purdueglobal.edu. It's coming clear, I've noticed. It's a different facial show. It's an all-new welcome back. I don't imagine it could be this way so jealous. Only you can tell it, tell me why. All right, man, so we back for part two of Trey's story time. Now, as I said, man, you know, we had our hands on this intrepid, and me and my brother had this intrepid for a long time, like a couple months. It got to the point where we got so familiar with this intrepid, and we really thought this was our shit. How we got it, I'm not going to get into the motherfucking details of that, but just know, we didn't steal it, we didn't harm nobody to get it, none of that shit. A deal was made. 
And when the deal was supposed to close, that person got themselves in a situation where he couldn't give it back to him. You know what I mean? Basically, make a long story short and not to get into too much detail, but that's the truth. So, on to the car crash. I had a little cousin. And my little cousin is from the city of Chicago. My little cousin moved up here when he was young. And, you know, due to the stories I've heard and the conversations I've had with my big cousin, his mother, you know, he was definitely troubled out there in the city, getting into all types of shit, you know, just like how boys do. You know, it's not really uncommon. But at this time, you know, I was talking to somebody and I was trying to have the person I was talking to, sister, talk to my brother. Now, when you're a young teenager, one way to impress young girls is most definitely being mobile. So we could not wait to take our ass over there and show off our little intrepid. <laughs> but at the time that we did this, I was kicking it with my little cousin. So I want to, I want to put this picture in your head and I need you to really think about it in order for you to get the rest of the story. So I'm giving you content. Me, the girl I was talking to, my brother, and the, and the girl's sister. It's all kicking it. We in there tripping. We riding around. We end up parking. When we park, I'm going to say the two couples go in the back seat and we chilling. But my cousin is with me. He's in the passenger seat in the front. I guess we was at the spot we was at too damn long. And my brother said, hey, man, we got we to gotta move around. Now, I was in my zone doing what I was doing. Bro was in his zone, comfortable doing what he was doing. And neither one of us really felt like moving at the time or really driving. But then, my little cousin busts out and says, I can drive. Now, you have to understand where my mind was at. I may have heard these stories about you in Chicago and what you did in the shop. But I also heard that you crashed a lot of the shit that you motherfucking touched. Regardless of what. Just like how these young boys be up here. You know, Kia boys. They get a car. They joyride. They do all this fast, stupid, obnoxious shit. And then they smack that motherfucker somewhere. Same shit. You know what I mean? Before it was a Kia boy, it was my motherfucking cousin. Plain and simple. Now. In the midst of this whole thing, when he bust out and said he can drive, it's like I had a raven vision. I seen this shit happening before it fucking happened. You hear me? already knew this shit was fin to go bad. So I intervened and said, fuck it, I will drive. But at the time, my big brother put me on blast. I mean, put me on blast and literally said out his mouth, come on, bro. Don't play little cuz in front of the hoes. Exact words. He know it's true. And I know when he hear this, he gonna bust out laughing. And he gonna try to deny it, but anybody that know him, he lies, he does this laugh, whatever the case may be. But anyway, moving on. Now, like I said, no bullshit. I already know bro go deny it, and that's cool. But you know what the fuck you said, nigga. You definitely said it. But in the midst of him saying that, 
I did think that maybe I am playing my motherfucking cousin in front of these girls. So I fell back against my fucking best judgment and let this man drive. Now, let me set this scenario up for you. From the time this man turned the fucking keys on of the car and hit this fucking ignition to get it going, all you heard was the gas going crazy. I'm talking about like at full fucking throttle. I knew right then and there we was in fucking trouble. My brother said, hey, cuz, you gotta, you know, you gotta put your foot on the brake. Take it out of park and put it in drive. When you gotta explain that shit to a person who's behind the wheel, you bets be fucking ready. You bets have fucking seatbelts on or something. But anyway, this man took off. And when he took off, unfortunately, we was by a busy street. And I'm talking about one of the busy streets on the north side of Milwaukee. And I don't know if the, you know, the person this shit happened to is listening. So I'm not gonna give too many details on everything, but I'm just saying. We came out on that busy street and it was like the brake was gone. There was no brake. This man was full, heavy fucking foot on the gas pedal. Turned, smacked the car, rolled in the middle of the island. But the big, big shocker, and I can never forget this. It was a car parked outside. It had a, it was a brand new car. It had a boat on it. Like, you know how somebody gifts you a car and it has the big red fucking boat all on top of the hood? Like, it was a boat on the car. I don't know if Cuz intentionally did it, but he went 100% 60 miles per hour and rammed the fuck out this car. When he rammed this bitch, he got right to an, the next intersection, threw this bitch in park while it was moving, so the car was bouncing back and forth, hopped out and disappeared in the fucking dark run. I'm talking about, we were all in shock. We we were just sitting there bouncing back and forth, looking at each other like, what the fuck just happened? Like, couldn't believe the shit. This nigga is gone. He took the fuck off. Driver, driver door open like a motherfucker, he gone. My brother hopped out the car, hopped in the driver's seat, and drove this car and parked it. And when he parked it, the house that the car was at with the boat, the whole fucking house came out and ran down towards us. Told us to stay put, stay right here. We better call the police. And then they ran away. As soon as they ran away, I look at bro and say, we the fuck out, let's go. This nigga looked in my face and said, bro, look at it, my car. Look at it. We going to jail. We who? When the fuck you start speaking French? Nah, nigga, we out. I grab this nigga. We start running. And we never seen that intrepid again. But these is my motherfucking stories. This is my truth. It's Trey Story Time. Right here at Street Politic Podcast. Keep it locked. Street Politic and Podcast.
right, man. Welcome back to Street Politics Podcast. So, one of, one of the new segments I'm going to have on the podcast is Conversations with Trey. That's another one. Where the whole point and reason of me starting Street Politics and Podcast was when I sit around people I fuck with and we really had those deep conversations and we really talking about some real shit somebody I don't give a fuck who it is always mentions damn yo this was a podcast episode you feel what I'm saying like the conversations when the day is over you know what I mean the, 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 you didn't had a couple blunts you didn't relived whatever the fuck you done went through today. You didn't thought about it. You didn't let it sink in. You didn't really replayed it. You know what I mean? And now it's like you get your wisdom from your day. And you sit down with the people you fuck with and you had those conversations where you open up. You know what I mean? Like you really open up. You really give your true opinion and you really stay say your true shit exactly how you feel. Well, I decided it's only best in those kind of situations. I pull out my motherfucking MP3 recorder and record these conversations because some of these conversations, bro, be really, really deep. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we really be touching some surfaces, bro. No bullshit. And I feel like it's only right the whole representation of this podcast, the whole point of it is for us to have a voice. You know what I'm saying? Like for us to be heard, not just me. I'm trying to lead the way, but I respect everybody else's opinion. I respect everybody else's viewpoint. And I want y'all to bring that shit to the podcast. I want y'all to be able to express how you feel freely on this podcast. I'm not no syndicated radio show. I'm not owned by big media this is me yo this is me and this is my shit and i plan on running my shit how the fuck i want to you feel me and i want my people to be able to pop they motherfucking shit i don't say that just because it's a catchy slogan i say that because i mean i want you to be able to pop your shit and i want you to be able to pop your shit on a major scale where you're not just getting heard from people here in milwaukee but like I told y'all, Street Politics and Podcast is in six fucking countries, bro. We are in over 18 states in the United States, bro. Like, it's people that's listening, bro. They really paying attention. And they're supporting the podcast and trust and believe. What you say, what you're going through, what you're experiencing, you're not the only one. But I'm not going to get too, too deep into all that. What I am going to do is just give y'all a little example, a little snippet of conversations with Trey. Check it out. Street politics and podcast. Man, you know how many people can't fucking focus on nothing? They don't focus on shit. If you you find something to focus on that you want to master, that's going to automatically make you the winner in the circle around you, in in the people around you. Sucks. Just finding something to focus on. You, most of the people that you see around here just moving randomly. 
It's just moving randomly. That's because they ain't, they not guided. They don't have no direction. If you ain't got no goal, you don't have shit to work towards. If you ain't got ambition of making something happen, what the fuck can you do besides walking the damn circle? What hope? What hope do the person that don't have the the person that that's been raised randomly by somebody who was raised randomly? All right. What hope do that last person got? None at all. That person ain't going. That person has no way of knowing that life has meaning. Life has a point. Life right. has a purpose. That they have no way of knowing that because they have generations of random, random shit, generations of spontaneity, and that's that. That's that's what we're fighting against is the generational curse. Right. It's a, it's a these these kids that's walking around here is products of years of fucking dysfunction. Facts. We we had years of dysfunction in us, but we was the last generation of, of sanity. Yep. yep. I promise you, we was the last generation of sanity. Yep. The the elders before us, the ones that was raising us, they they had uh, good heads on their shoulders. They just didn't have good means. Right. They didn't have the support. They they didn't know how to get themselves in a certain position, but they had common sense, right? And they knew better, you know. But and so we grew up. We took that common sense, and we still have common sense. Common sense exists in our generation, and it stops. <laughs> I promise you, it stops with our generation. We the we period, period of fucking comedy. Street politics and podcasts. <laughs> you know why? I wrote it as a contest. <laughs> I did. Well, you did that, but I was, I was calling you Rob Bentley way before you put it on my uh, website. That's not my last name. <laughs> That's your last name to me. Okay. I can rock with that. <laughs> that part. Sometimes I want to change that last name. I, I don't know what the fuck my mom was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what my mom was thinking either when she gave this country ass name. Shit. I got a white boy name. <laughs> Robert Bender. Like, like that's straight a normal fucking genuine name. Bella Louise Clay. And I got now, a that's country, And that. I got a fucking white that's lady a- name. <coughs> not too many Lois. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it I, all is. of them bitches is white. No, it's Do you not, know how? Not. Let me tell no, you how. Let much. me tell you about nothing. No. <laughs> let me tell you how bad it is, honey. This lady that I met now, my first time ever here, ever seeing another black Lois. She like, yeah, I'm in a group on the internet. We not talking about Superman though. We, she white. She white too. Here he go. Here he And uh, to be honest, it's all white you know older ladies. What you talking about? It ain't you no know middle age. You know it's coming on G. I ain't see. I ain't look heard no other lows. Like, look at that's my age. They look at what? I ain't never heard no other lows. That's my age. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm done. Like I said. It ain't too many of us. It's probably the lowest born right now, nigga. Yeah. How many you know? 
Only one I know is this one and the one on Superman. I, I ain't never I heard of it. I ain't never heard of a third rebuttal. So Yeah, that is true. For real. Now see Mark Williams? That's a fucking common white man name. I don't give a fuck what you say. Mark Williams? What? That's what I'm saying. Robert Bender. That shit, normal suspect. That shit. Hey, it's been times. <laughs> it's been times I done had interviews. Oh, had That's what I was looking for. Hey, it's been times I done had interviews, yeah. and I know they done right, looked up my name, and then they call me, and I get on that professional shit, and they see me, and they be like, Oh, you thought I was white. <laughs> okay. I know what the fuck that shit is. Right, I see when you wrote that post, too. I forgot. What? Which one? Your first job. Hey, yes, this nigga was a telemarketer. Oh, me. Hey, one day we came, we came up there. He was like, what, you like 14, right? I was 17, my 17, first job. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I burned that shit. Street Politic and Podcast. Yo, so as y'all see, man, I'm definitely going to be trying to throw the conversations with Trey up on here, man, because, you know, away from my podcast station, man, and, you know, when I get around my people and we get to talking some shit and we really talk in real life, bro, we really get deep with it. We really do get deep with it, bro. And a lot of times, you know, I don't break out the recording because maybe them conversations is just a bit too personal. And the last thing I want is for anybody to feel any type of way like you know i'm i'm digging for content you know i've already been called a content creator a couple times by my people and i'm looking like don't start that shit. even though it may be true regardless don't start that shit. don't start treating me different because this is what the fuck i do but anyway yeah i hope you guys do enjoy those conversations with trey i'm definitely going to try to get more and i'm not going to do nobody dirty I will let your ass know that you being recorded before I record. I'm not going to lie. The conversation I just put up with my brother, like he did not know. Everybody else knew that I was recording. He did not know. And that's because I feel like I get the real him. But as soon as I let this motherfucker know I was recording, he got the showing the fuck out. And I ain't even putting that part up. That nigga's do, he do too much. Bro. But that's big bro and I love his ass. But he's funny as a bitch, yo. Anyway, as you guys know, we're going to get to the topic of the day. So make sure you keep it locked right here, Street Politics Podcast. All gas and no motherfucking brakes. Let's go. Street Politics and Podcast. All right, yo. Here we are at the end. So a motherfucker said they ate wrong. <laughs> you ate, huh? Motherfucker ate, huh? Oh, this nigga out here eat. I know a homie out here doing his thing. You know, he ate. Him and this niggas eat. They ate. I mean, everybody eat, right? But is this true? Is everybody really eating like they say they eat? It's funny. This motherfucker's walking around and they still need a couple plates because they don't look full. But they eat. 
It's like we all have fallen fucking victim to trying to impress the masses, yo. Like all the leaders, the trendsetters, the motivators, the inspirators, they gone, bro. We are overpopulated with a bunch of followers. Trend followers, naysayers, copycats, wannabes, jigaboos, whatever the fuck you want to call them. These motherfuckers is taking over, bro. And the crazy thing is, it's like a lot of leaders is tucking their tails, man. We ain't giving these motherfuckers shit to actually follow. We didn't became so self-absorbed and worrying about how our plate look and how our family plate look that we don't even give a damn if we giving back to the spot that got us paid. And that's that. This is for my hustlers, like. I ain't got to get into too much of anything. I ain't got to say the exact word of shit. Y'all know how to read between lines, bro. And this nigga's out here that's snatching food off the streets, bro. But they good on they shit. They good in they motherfucking establishment. They good in they crib. They good on they block. But you quick to say you ain't. And now it seems like when a motherfucker say you ain't, that means you killing shit. You, you, you murdering the game. You fucking shit up. Really? Because the people I see getting those accommodations are honestly doing that shit for the moment. Right then and there. Just now. This ain't no trend that's been going for a long time and a motherfucker just catching up. You just catching up. You ain't ate shit and you ain't did shit to deserve that motherfucking account. For, for anybody to give you that kind of validation, they must just really fuck with you. And I get it. It's motivation for you to probably be a better version of yourself. And if that's what the agenda is, then by all means, I salute both hands. But let's just keep it real. People give themselves championship rings before they even play in the championship game. People paint themselves as a god, as the one. As men like to say, I am him. Nigga, where? Show me motherfucking receipts. Who know you? Who can vouch for you? Outside of your peoples, your friends. You see what I'm saying? A lot of motherfuckers is living in fantasy land, man. Trying so hard to be something they're not. Trying so hard to impress others, yo. They don't feel validated until one of their best friends or they homegirl say, damn, bitch, you ate. Ooh, you ate. Stop lying to that fucking girl. Because now she's going to feel like she really accomplished something when she ain't accomplished shit. And you know what happens to people when they get satisfied and feel like they accomplished something. They get lazy. They get complacent. There's still more work to be done. Don't let nobody gas you up that this is it. You done. Your work is fucking finished. Never. Cause even when you got, even when you end up on top, they they gonna come for you even harder. Maybach music, street politics, podcast. Basically, the point I'm trying to make is, don't let these people's validation make you feel like you really crossed a finish line. 
or you can set your fucking feet up and feel like your work is done or feel like you ain't got to put no more work in. You accomplish what you have came to accomplish. If you came to just get these people validation and you fucking lost, yo. Because a motherfucker will hype you up in a second and tell you, you hey, hey, you out here getting it. Hey, you out here. But the whole time, you sitting there plotting to take your motherfucking spot. A lot of times, people give you all the motherfucking praise in the world to throw your fucking guard down so they can attack your ass and stab you in the back. Better keep your fucking antennas up, man. Don't let nobody gas you the fuck up. Tell a motherfucker you like riding on E. I don't need you gassing me up. I got it. I appreciate the compliment, but you know, let it stop right there. Don't do too much. But it's like people live to get praises from other people. You feel like shit ain't right unless a certain somebody says it's right. You feel like you ain't do it unless you get that validation from a certain somebody. Man, fuck them people, because at the end of the day, if you're doing better than them, watch how that validation turns to hate. Watch how all them praises and all that love turn to envy. See, a person don't mind you being where the fuck they at, but they damn sure ain't gonna sit there and applaud and congratulate your ass when you're doing better than them. But you ate. <laughs> you ate, huh? Yeah, bitch, you ate. Look at her. Uh, best friend ate. No, best friend ain't did shit. Stop lying to her. Y'all gotta stop letting them moments, them moments that you spend around your bitches or them moments that you kicking around your niggas and they saying something that actually boosts your head up. Stop thinking you really did something. You gotta put it in your head. Maybe them people just telling you this shit because they fuck with you. Maybe they just wanna make sure they friend feel good about themselves today and they hyping you up. But I think a lot of y'all take that shit and y'all run with it. Y'all bust out the Patrick Beverly from the fucking play-in. Jumping on tables and crying and ripping your jersey off. You ain't win no championship. Calm the fuck down, sir. It's more work to do. And what happened the next game? They got put the fuck out the playoffs. They ain't even make it. I think one game in the series. That's it. Come on, man. Y'all get over fucking hype about maybe some of the most mediocre fucking accomplishments and it's sad. I love them people that got that spirit where it's like, yeah, you know, y'all may think I did good, but I think I did horrible because I know what I'm capable of. I could do way better. People who step in the fucking rim of greatness don't allow mediocre. You push forward because you know the fuck, you know what you're capable of. You know what the fuck you destined to be, and that's great. An icon, a legend, a respectful name, somebody that they remember forever. Stop letting these people gas you up, man. It's 2023, man. Be your own fucking hype man. Be your own fucking critic. Stop letting these people get in your head because they only gonna say what the fuck they feel is best for them. Not you. Remember that. And if you remember that, everything will always be good. I promise you. And that concludes episode eight. So, first thing first, y'all already know. When we ride, it's all gas and no brakes. I don't give a fuck where you at. I can give two shining and fucking dull fucks who you with.
I don't give a fuck what you got going on. But no matter what, no fucking matter what, always. And I mean, motherfucker, always. Pop your motherfucking shit, hood. I'm out. Street Politic and Podcast. It's deep.